0: This
1: is the Joy of Gaming. Welcome to the Joy of Gaming Podcast, episode sixty-five. I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseca. And we are here with a very uh focused episode, I might say, Jordan, today, because I have been playing nothing but Kingdom Hearts. Nothing.
0: Uh yeah, so I've heard. Um when we talked about it a good bit last time.
1: So that's the thing though, you know, it's 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 spreading like wildfire. Over on Giant Bomb, they have this thing, I think it's called um you've got a series on our website right there's yep. one on Gi- there's one on giant bomb and i think it's kingdom heartache it's like a video series where they just like go to the destiny so far they go to the destiny islands and just like run around and they either pretend they have no idea what they're doing or they have no idea what they're doing um it's just like a really casual series i love giant bomb that was a little bit of a weird thing um but everybody seems to have caught the the kingdom hearts bug i went into GameStop, dude in there is talking about kingdom hearts so Kingdom Hearts is, 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 is a huge deal, especially in light of that. I finally watched that trailer uh, from uh, D23. Oh, my God, it looks amazing. Oh, my God, it looks
0: amazing. Yeah, it looks good, the Toy Story world. Um, I, everything they've announced so
1: far seems solid. It's just a matter of them actually releasing it. Well, they, they, at this point, it's like we went from such radio silence. I mean, they've been talking about the game and talking about the game, and it kind of. I think it probably got rebooted somewhere along the lines there. And then um you know then there was like a screenshot like one one per year or two per year out of uh tokyo game show that would come out and it would just be like wow only because we were so starving for content was it like look at that screenshot it looks really pretty but what does that even tell me and now it's just like we get what multiple trailers we got the hercules uh uh, instrumental trailer we got the the uh, Toy Story one where he's in mech suits, I know you mentioned that last time, but I've finally seen it now. And the thing that's interesting about Kingdom Hearts, and we'll get to this more when we get to our actual talk, but until you play at least Kingdom Hearts 1 all the way through, you have no idea what those games are about or why they're good.
0: Um. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. For I, me, I, anyway. It's, I mean, I've noted before, it's a very weird mashup um, conceptually,
1: but it works really well when you actually get into it. It really does, and for me, like, even having false started Kingdom Hearts 1 a bunch of different times, I never really appreciated what was great about that game. So you get deep enough to really get some skills going, really get your groove, really, like, look forward to every level up and every little advancement. I mean, in a way that RPGs haven't made me feel in a long time, so I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about some Kingdom Hearts. I've been playing a couple different ones, um, and then I know you have some Persona to talk about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, a good bit of that.
1: <laughs> awesome awesome well i've played most of what you've played so we'll have some interesting stuff to talk about there um we're also going to cover a little bit of news It's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode than we often do we've been getting on a regular two-week schedule here which is awesome um and so uh, we have less to talk about in a very good way um so uh let's uh let's dive right into it let's talk about a couple news stories we need one of those little like sounds that podcasts have or like the news has <laughs> and then the news comes on you know all right what do you um, got first for us I've got something first for you, my friend, and it is called Sonic Mania. Yeah, that's a game. It's and coming it's coming.
0: In two days from when we're recording it, this.
1: Which is which is pretty amazing. And uh, it releases on August 15th on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. But if you're a PC gamer, you might be a little disappointed. It's been delayed a couple weeks on PC. Yep. So uh, if you're a Destiny 2 fan, or you're looking forward to that, or you're a fan of Sonic, you got a little extra waiting to do if you're a PC uh, a PC gamer. So are you really pumped? Is it a day one purchase for you as our resident Sonic nut? Uh, it
0: is a day one purchase for me. I'm not, like, dying for it, but I am going to play mm-hmm. it day one. Okay, okay, cool. What is it, 15, 20? Uh, it's 20, yeah. Okay, and I... so it's got... Oh, go ahead. Well, no I mean it yeah you play as it's just got Sonic knuckles and tails as playable characters it's built off of kind of taking a little bit from all of the different 2d Sonic games from the Genesis era Sonic 1 2 3 CD um, and knuckles all those games um, different types of elements uh, it's you know made by a bunch of super big retro uh, developers in association with Sonic Team. And you know it's gotten nothing but hype and praise from everyone who's touched it over the past couple of uh, well, only a year. Wow, yeah, I guess it's been about a year and yeah. Or they so announced now.
1: both those. They announced both those games like all at the same time. Um, and what was it? I think it was a, was it was it announced in, with the Switch? Was that when that announcement happened? No, I feel it like it was it's related
0: in some way. It was near then, but it's been about a full year, so it wouldn't have been when they announced the Switch, given that they waited till you know I think November or something to actually right. announce that thing.
1: Right, right. Okay. Oh, I remember what it was. I remember why I think that. It's because it had the Nintendo NX logo at the bottom. Yeah. That was why. And um, I was related it with that. That was the first time we really saw a game. It was one of the first 3 games to be uh confirmed for Switch. Yeah. But
0: I don't know. I'm I am excited to play it and I'm going to have fun, but I'm also if I'm being honest, I'm more excited for Sonic Forces just because I, you know, I love old 2D Sonic, but you know, I've been frank before that I the 3D ones I Ultimately, prefer Sonic Colors was on my top five games list when I made the top ten a few years ago, um, and I just uh, am, I'm excited for them to get back to that style that they haven't done since generations, which has been six years now I think since mm-hmm. that came out,
1: mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, well, unless you want, unless you want, you know, Sonic's Sonic Team's take on uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, uh, but which you don't.
0: No, well, yeah, that's not the Sonic Generation style, so. Right, um, right. but I, I mean, I love Sonic Mania in in concept and how good it looks and how great the music is. I mean, Sonic always has good music, however bad the games are. Um, and so I, I definitely will play it. I don't know why I'm not super hyped, maybe just because I've played those old games so much that they it's it's hard to feel as excited. Maybe it's just trepidation regardless of how hyped it up, mm-hmm. up it is. you know, mm-hmm. this isn't the first time they've made the effort to revisit old Sonic.
1: Well, uh, I remember very recently Sonic, what was it, Sonic 4, Episode 1 and Episode 2 were, like, kind of a, a a huge tease in the way that they looked like everything everybody ever wanted, and then they just didn't play right.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say recent. It's been seven years on those.
1: No! Yeah. Are you serious? It's been that long since those came out. I was
0: a freshman in college when they got announced. I remember
1: that. That's uh, crazy. Yeah.
0: That, that That's crazy. All right. Well, you but, would know. But, um, it... So possibly close. I don't think 8. I think it was sometime in, like, April 2010 that it was announced. But, yeah, it's been a while. Because after that, they had Generations, and that got more praise for being a little closer to classic Sonic gameplay. But this is basically, it seems like, you know, they put it in a Genesis emulator uh, to get it as close as possible.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's almost like... The what they did with Mega Man was it Mega Man Nine and Ten? Yeah. Where they where the only way to really do it right was to like really go back to to I don't know putting Sonic posters up on the walls so you feel the vibe while you're developing it or some some kind of secret sauce they had to develop to make it actually be like that instead of adding little new flares that people don't like like homing attacks. Does it have homing attacks? It does not. It
0: is. Uh, I mean, they basically are like this game takes place. As far as gameplay style, right after Sonic & Knuckles. I mean, if you watch that animated intro that they released recently, it's like the three of them on an elevator, and it has floors 1, 2, 3, and K, and then M for
1: Mania. So it's basically like, yeah, this is right after Sonic & Knuckles. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking of things people have waited for a really long time, Um, Except in this case, maybe they didn't get what they wanted. Um, There is a big event going on right now. It is Valve's huge Dota 2 tournament. It's called The International. It's so big of a deal that they don't even have to call it the International Dota event. It's just The International. Um, And... They said, they've been teasing in little trailers or a trailer, that there's a new game. Valve's new game is going to be announced. And then at this event, they announce it, and it says Artifact on the screen, and everyone's cheering and and going crazy. And then all of a sudden, underneath it, a Dota 2 card game shows up. And the whole place erupts in booze. Have you seen this video? I have not.
0: I didn't know that happened.
1: I'd heard of the game, but... Audible size, Jordan. The place was so depressed. I mean, and this is Dota two hardcores, and they and they started booing at this. Like it was, it was, it's amazing. There's a great video you got to watch it uh, of the of the announcement happening and the booze. Like it literally shifts the minute Dota two card game appears on the screen. Um, the reason, obviously, for for people that aren't as old as me and and maybe you, um, and played these games, uh, Half Life. Uh, one Half-Life Two, um, the Orange Box, all these games that Valve built their career on, and then they put out um, H- uh, Half-Life Two episode, like what do they call it? A Half-Life Two episode one, Half-Life Two episode two, something like that. Yeah. And then, and then episode, and it was a huge cliffhanger. And this is like their flagship franchise. Episode three never came, and supposedly they were working on it. They're one of those companies that throws ideas at the wall and tries to do things. And and for them, I think. After a certain amount of time went by, they needed to just jump to Half Life Three for the continuation. And then they always said, until we have like a great idea as good as the Gravity Gun, we're never gonna we're never gonna do our Half Life Three. Um, and everybody wants Half Life Three, obviously. So when the, Valve says they're gonna announce a new game, everybody is expecting something big or hoping at least. Um, and and Valve knows it, you know. Um, so I'm surprised that that they didn't expect this. The other big one is Portal. Um, so, Portal One and, and Portal Two are a huge deal. Uh, I know you love those games, right? I do indeed. And we're we're obviously either never getting a sequel to any of these games, or at least not for a very long time. They just don't seem to care. And obviously, they're printing money. They're they're printing machines that print money. They make so much money with uh, with Steam uh, and their Steam sales and their Steam everything. And you know, they're they get it. Like for example, um, uh, person unknown battlegrounds. Just a little little taste of what they do. They have outfits in that that you can get, and they drop out of, like, boxes or crates or something. People that play PUBG know better than I do, but they're huge, and, and, like, everybody wants them, and they were only, like, a little, like, beta idea they threw out. But there's things like a yellow tracksuit or, like, a purple dress or these cool little outfits that make you stand out on the battlefield and are really cool. Well, people are selling them for, like, $95 for just – for and then we're talking about an avatar item here, $95, $150, $350, and – steam gets a huge cut of that um it's 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 amazing i mean they 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 have uh, it's you can never do justice to how much money they must make off video games at this point yeah they don't really know. need to make games yeah i
0: mean somebody related i actually really want to play battlegrounds i'm looking
1: forward to that console port that's pretty related, actually. I mean, that's a game that I'm – yeah, I guess, yeah, we don't play PC games pretty much at all. Either of us and Xbox One is coming out with their early access version hopefully later this year. I actually, get, I actually think it got delayed to early next year now. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, I mean, that's like the biggest game. If you go on the internet, the biggest game people talk about right now is, is – I mean, obviously League of Legends and Dota, but aside from that, PUBG. Yep. So, um, so you're, you're going to play that at some point, huh? Yeah, I intend to, and then, you know, I'm not
0: surprised – valve made a card game they're pretty hot right now i know yeah. to bring it back
1: like they are they are hot we have what gwent uh, fable fortune um obviously hearthstone is the king of all card games um anything magic related there's a lot of magic games on on systems right yeah Uh, you like this stuff um i mean i've played a lot of them
0: physically and i got into and (laughs) now i'm forgetting and i think you just said it um Gwent? No, not that one. Not Hearthstone. Hearthstone, yeah, I like Hearthstone a lot uh, when I was playing it, and I, I just kind of fell off of it. But yeah, and then I'm one of my favorite parts of Final Fantasy XIV is playing Triple Triad, so right, right, uh, which I is like, back, which is back from um eight, right? Yes, um, but I mean honestly, my biggest thing is just that I don't uh care about the Dota. Really, I'm not the biggest Valve fan. I like Portal, and I like. Left for dead but neither of those games have had sequels in about 6 7 years now. Yeah, so.
1: that's another one that could have that could have been announced that I left out. You're absolutely right. Eight left eight for years. dead 3. Yeah, it's been 8 yeah. years since Left for Dead 2 came out, which is crazy. Anything they touch, I mean, people love. I wouldn't even just say turns to gold because a lot of things turn to gold that people either don't love or aren't aren't great. Everything they do is awesome and turns to gold. So I think it's
0: the sort of thing we're very much a tr- built for a trilogy society. But Valve is, I think, you know, make something, then perfect something, then they're done. Yeah, I guess.
1: I, I just – the problem that I have is that – they made two episodes and they left it at a cliffhanger that was obviously ready for episode three and then they didn't do it. Like, I really like close-ended stories and, and I really, and, I mean, so who doesn't, right? Who wants a, a story that doesn't end properly? I mean, just look at what happened with sense and the outcry about that on TV and now they're getting a two-hour CODA movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things are important because nobody will ever start watching sense unless they're masochistic um, without an ending, so.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, maybe. I don't know, Half-Life... It's been a decade since episode two, so... Uh, Right. And they probably, at this point, who knows? They don't really ever... I don't think they... They can never do it, and they're fine. I mean, people are going to hate it, but
1: they make so much money, it doesn't matter if they never make... That's what I mean. So... Now... It doesn't mean I like it. You know, it doesn't mean I... I hate the fact that we're never going to get, probably, Half-Life 3. I mean... Some people are thinking VR is the answer, you know? Finally, VR will be their way to do it. I mean, maybe they'll make the killer app. Uh, Or
0: maybe when... I mean, not that he's going to go anytime soon, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like,
1: soon as Gabe... Is Gabe Newell still there? Oh, yeah. Gabe is... I think he's the spearhead of all of that shit still.
0: Yeah, so if he ever goes away for whatever reason, then maybe some new hotshot will be like, no, we need to make Half-Life 3 right now. Yeah. But I also wonder how long it's going to be relevant. Like... I mean, gaming is still such a young medium, it's it's always like, what what is the shelf life on some of these, especially in the age of more big cinematic shooters? Are people going to care as much? Are we going to get to the point where it's like, you know, we have these v- movies made 30 years after the original and people are expected to care and then the, the people just don't show up?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very different generation now. I mean, even you know, it's even gone past your generation at this point, and we have you know people that have grown up or are growing up that like uh, some of the biggest consumers in gaming right now watch YouTube as their main entertainment um, and uh, find out about things like Overwatch not from a magazine or an online site about video games or a podcast, but from Siegel playing overwatch yeah um i went and tried to talk to this 14 year old kid he was in line and i was talking to the guy working at gamestop at the time and this dude rolls up buys overwatch and i just got a little chuckle inside because i was like wow that must be the 15 millionth and one copy of overwatch being sold um and you know the guy behind the counter got what i was saying and this kid would just like looked at me with this blank look he doesn't understand the context at all you know he just says oh it's awesome so overwatch is awesome i watched Shego play it Siegel's awesome, and like this is like a fourteen-year-old kid. This is the future of gaming in some ways. Very, very different from any any the way we grew up. At least the way I grew up, for sure. Right. So fuck Siegel, man. (laughs) I don't see. To be fair, I don't know you, Siegel. You may be a cool dude, but if Siegel's listening to this, I'd be surprised. (laughs) Siegel's pissed. Um,
0: no, I uh, I I don't know. It's like you know. Someone who was born when Half Life Two came out is thirteen now, and they probably most eighteen-year-olds didn't care about Half Life when they were five. So, right,
1: right. So, there, I mean, you're right. You bring up good. You bring up good points. I, I, I don't want to hear it, but it, it may be true that that the ship has sailed on Half Life. I mean, what about Portal though? Does it not? I, I guess Portal Two has an ending. See, so that's different. You know, Left 4 Dead Two has an ending. I mean, in as much as it has a story, yeah. But right, you know, true. yeah, true. All right, well, um, speaking of really interesting, unique takes on story and on games, um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice came out this past week. Um, It's a pretty big deal. Uh, This game is, they call it an indie AAA game. The company, when I say they, I'm referring to Heavenly Sword developers Ninja Theory. Um, They also did that Devil May Cry reboot. They also did a really great game called Enslaved Journey to the West, if you haven't played that. Um, really, really good developer. Um, and they do character action games, right? Like uh, Devil May Cry type of games. Um, and they decided that they're going to do a side project on the side from all the other stuff they're doing. And they just decided to make a six-hour game that totally sort of uses their strengths. So storytelling, environmental design, and you know action – you know, combat gameplay and put together their own kind of idea and do something that's never been done before. They came up with this idea of basically this character, Senua, who, and I think this came about in development, it was a very freeform development process, who is trying to like exercise her demons from fighting. You know, I think she's like a Norse warrior and she's trying to exercise her emotional demons through this journey. And so, who you're fighting when you do fight in the game is, uh, you know, kind of. Images from her mind and and the demons that she's fighting her way through and things like that. So uh, it's definitely an interesting take. um, But one really big conspiracy or – that's the wrong word for it. One really big story that's come out of this is the game features permadeath. Have you heard about this, Jordan? No. So apparently as you play, there is this infection or – stone look to her arm and every time you die, it creeps down your arm. And if it ever, like, oh, no, excuse me, up your arm. It starts at your fingertips. If it ever creeps up to the top and reaches her head, she dies. And not only is your game over, but your save is deleted. Yeesh. That's pretty hardcore. Uh, that said, it's not a very demanding game. It also has an auto difficulty setter. Um, so as you die a lot, it kind of makes the difficulty a bit easier, so it kind of has built-in ways to hopefully not let you die so it's more about the idea of making you feel like she feels and really put you in her mind and it's just another method to accomplish that but there was just a huge outcry and if you type in um hellblade center with sacrifice or even hellblade at this point all you see is permadeath 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 or save games being deleted controversy and things like that so it's interesting for sure
0: yeah definitely Um, is that a
1: game you're gonna pick up no (laughs)
0: why not I don't know. I had zero interest in it. I saw it came out and then I saw it was a 6-hour game uh, for 60 bucks, which I'm not against 30, that. 30, 30, 30. Oh, is it 30? Yeah. Oh, well, still it, it doesn't seem that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like it seems very narrative driven with uh, from what I saw not a whole whole lot of gameplay and right. not
1: super challenging gameplay, so I don't. Well, know. does that does that mean something like Tacoma doesn't doesn't wet your whatever? No, doesn't t- wet your appetite? No, Tacoma's different. I I don't know. I just very little gameplay in that one, you know. Yeah, but that's
0: not the point.
1: And I, I guess know! it's not in this either. I just right. all right.
0: I don't care about which one was it. I see. I've even forgotten. Is it Ninja Theory or Team Ninja? Ninja Theory. Yeah, I don't really care about them. I did I like
1: Enslaved. Wrong. Yeah.
0: Um, but I just I don't know the concept of it. It's like I didn't. It didn't make me want to play it when I. It
1: read doesn't about sound it. fun. It doesn't sound fun. That's for sure. Um, now everybody that plays it, swear by it swears by it. It's getting ridiculous off the charts reviews. So I, I may check it out, but it is it is one of those things that I think you have to experience it to to care about it. But we'll have to see how that goes. Um, anyway, uh, next up, Severed. Um, this is only interesting is an old game, um, and it's on every system at this point except Switch. Well, it was just released on Switch. It's by the developers Grinkbox Studios. They made Guacamelee. Um, and uh, it's notable because it's the first big game on the Switch that is handheld mode only. So it just, try, it just just goes to show that you know Nintendo is open to the concept of having games that you can only play in handheld mode. So you cannot hook the Switch up to your TV and play Sever And there's a little mini-controversy because it didn't advertise that fact super well when people were buying it. Um, but... The other thing is Drinkbox Studios has come out and said we tried and tried to do motion controls. They just don't work on this game. You have to have direct control. It has to be really, really precise. Therefore, we just couldn't do it. So we we asked Nintendo, and they said, all right, that's cool. Got so you. that's interesting.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean it's interesting that they're doing stuff like that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean there, there was a – there was a, um, a Japanese rhythm game that came out that was handheld mode only, so the story already broke that like Nintendo might allow that, but this one is like a big deal, and anyway, it's one that I might want to play, but I do like playing my, oddly, playing my Switch on the TV, so. Right. All right, um, so here's one I wanted to throw at you. Um, okay. DuckTales. Have you watched it? Uh, no, I don't have cable. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right, that's right. You guys got internet, but not cable out there, right? We did, yeah. Okay, you want to watch DuckTales? I do so want to watch it's Duck right Duck up here, Holly
0: No, yeah, I've, I've, everything I've seen about it—the cast, the writing—seems yeah, solid. Um, I love the original DuckTales. No, it's definitely something I want to check out. I just can't right now.
1: Right. Well, that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the last story. I was going to just launch on that one, but we had a couple more. So, um, here's one that I think you would be more interested in. Um, Game Informer has revealed lots of new info on the zombies mode in Call of Duty World War II, which is coming out early November. Um, supposedly, it's much more accessible early on, um, and you can get a little deeper into it if you're not hardcore about it, like I'm not. Um, and then as you delve deeper, it actually gets more hardcore than it has ever been. Um, it still has, you know, named actors like Ving Rhames and um, somebody, Winnick, um, uh, playing, you know, the main characters like they yeah. always do. Mm-hmm. But it seems really interesting. You have been following this at all?
0: Not super closely. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: The, uh, we want, we you know, we obviously was a big fan of Call of Duty Zombies in Black Ops, um, right. and then we were gonna play whatever last year's one was, Infinite Warfare? Um, Yes, yes, the one with uh, um, um, Jon Snow. Yeah, so we were gonna play that one, but the main campaign was single player only, so, you know, it, there was a lot less game there for us to, for Kelsey and I to enjoy together, and then I don't know what the deal is with this year's if it is single player only um on the campaign
1: i hope not i I
0: mean i hope not but you never know uh well it's
1: it's a very different type of campaign this time like the biggest thing that's really got me scared about i always like playing the campaigns i don't play the multiplayer but the campaign i like and co-op i like and the thing about this one is you don't auto heal uh one of your buddies like your medic on your team has to come over and heal you each time which may just be like like I'm putting air quotes in the air that you can't see if you're listening, but like it may just be like yeah he heals you, but like really he's always there, and really you just auto heal. But there's a dude who, like pat- pretends to patch you up, and it doesn't really matter that much fundamentally. But I'm a little worried that like I don't know, what, it's it's a real throwback to the way games used to be. Like I don't know if you ever played any of the Medal of Honor games, but oh no, those definitely games, yeah. When, when you go back to try to play those now, it's like oh I want my health bar to regenerate, god damn it. So well, I don't know. we'll see. No, I I, um,
0: I haven't been following it too closely. I mean, Call of Duty is not a franchise I typically follow that closely.
1: Right, right. Like
0: Black Ops three was kind of a an outlier. Um
1: but, I fell off – I got less and less interested ever since Call of Duty 2, so that's a long way back.
0: For um, a decade
1: now. Yeah, so after uh, – right from me being in the GameStop and hearing the one-shot, one-kill guy that I love talking about all the way up till now, it's just been like less and less and less interested. Now I'm at the point where I almost never pick them up or I'll pick them up for $15 to play the campaign like after the fact. Mm. Um. Anyway, you had a couple stories um, that I would like to hear about um, that you found uh, while scrolling the uh, interweb. Uh well nothing too
0: big I, I the biggest one is probably that No Man's Sky is a year old um and after that disastrous launch it's updated a few times but it had a big year update uh, finally adding rudimentary multiplayer into the game and okay. revamping the storyline apparently
1: well that's that's interesting I mean that there's a game that um for people that don't know uh, promises were made and not kept and people got really angry I always felt really bad for those developers. But, I mean, there you go. People were pissed. You know, it seems like I was, I've actually
0: looked into it a little bit recently, just from getting a PS4, um, and it just seems like they were pushed out the door by Sony, who just needed that game to come out, and... The head developer, whose name I forget off the top of my head. Although I've heard it a thousand times, same same for me. Yeah, you know, he was promising a lot, and I, I'm sure, you know, he still wants to give that stuff, and it's still being updated for that reason, um, but they've added apparently about 30 hours of narrative to the game with procedurally generated missions, a uh, new quick travel, some, li- yeah, again, that limited co-op stuff. Um, it's like then, you see
1: orbs, much like a la Dark Souls.
0: Yeah, so they've been slowly tweaking the game. It's still not the game that was promised. You know, there's still a lot of things in it from that original, those original pitch videos that's just not there. But uh, give it a few more years. Yeah, uh, it probably is a game that should have like it was promising literally the universe. Um, and yeah, it uh, they they just it probably is a game that needed another two to three years of development. And at that point, it had already been being hyped for what, two, three years?
1: Yes, and, well, at least two. It got announced at the, um, that, that, that awards thing that they show on TV that I never watched, those Spike Game Awards that Jeff Keighley, uh, promotes. And then, um, you know, alongside uh, Mountain Dew and Doritos. And, um, and and then it, after it was announced, everybody got so pumped and they were like, oh my god, like you said, it, it promised the universe you can fly around and dogfighting and awesome enemies to kill and every world you go to looks different and you can meet up with your buddies in the in, in space and oh my god, won't that be cool if you accidentally run into your boy when you're out exploring one of a million pre- procedurally generated planets. I mean those were the promises. Um, obviously no game could have done that. Uh, it was it was really an impressive game, and the reviews when they came out, people said like this game is mind-blowingly impressive. It's just not any fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard you know everything I've seen is it's like it opens really strong, and the sense of discovery on that first world is great. But then you're just kind of it's the same thing when you get to any new world. Uh, the differences are all just procedurally generated, so it's a lot of just sameness. Right. Right.
1: Cool. Uh, what else you got?
0: Uh, the only other big thing I had is that, uh, going against, you know, what they said is that Overwatch would never have Deathmatch, uh, <laughs> Overwatch is now getting Deathmatch, okay. but uh, it's coming to arcade mode, it's not an official competitive mode of the game, it's, it's coming to arcade, and arcade is built around crazy, weird, uh, whatever the developers can come up with that they think will be fun, and throwing it in there, and fans want Deathmatch, because of course they do, they're, they're playing a first-person shooter, right. um, and so basically, it'll be, the, it'll be an arcade mode, and arcade is where you can go, and every, each week if you win nine times, every three victories will get you a loot box. Um, so it's just the mode where you can do different things like uh, play, play regular mode but with all the characters like amped up 200%, or play where there's no limit on how many of one character there can be, or 6v6 random where your character changes every time you die. You know, stuff like that. Or my favorite, which is 3v3 uh, lockout elimination, where you pick, you know, it's three on each team. You pick characters and your goal is to kill the other team, and then each time one team wins, those three characters are now locked out and you have to pick three different characters. And, you know, it's whoever gets to three wins first. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that mode. But deathmatch is just going to be, you know, exactly what it is on the tin. There's going to be team deathmatch, which will be 4v4. And there's going to be deathmatch where it is... uh, You know, just free-for-all, eight players. Uh, They're introducing a new map that's based on Widowmaker's former home from before she was, you know, brainwashed and turned into an assassin. And then... um it's interesting because instead of it just being because the thing with o- arcade is you need to be on the winning team with this one it's going to be if you are in the top four of the eight players then you will it will count as a victory which is nice so that you can kind of you don't have to be the best player ever because there's always that one or two people right. that are just top of the leaderboard in a multiplayer
1: shooter absolutely no i mean I, I don't think no matter how good i've gotten at any of them i've ever been number one on the team so yeah being third or fourth being rewarded is, is, is definitely a good thing
0: I, I always I always worry because I in fact I, I re-downloaded this is this is technically something I've been playing but I only played it like for an hour but I had the the Halo bug so I re-downloaded Halo Five and I'm always like if I'm the top killing person on my team I feel like something has gone
1: very wrong. Uh, that is that's that's interesting because I thought that game did still have somewhat of an afterlife uh, or a continuing fan base on the multiplayer side but oh, i guess no, it, not it
0: definitely does but th- that's what i'm saying it's like when i'm I, I get teamed up with people sometimes who are really bad and then i somehow end up I, it feels like there should be better players than me on um it's just it's sort of a quirk uh no the, the community's still there they've honestly um this is getting a little into what we've been playing i guess but that was the last news story i had
1: yeah yeah, um, yeah likewise go ahead
0: it's uh it's changed a lot they've added ooh, a lot of content to that game in the past two years um, I was playing a mode where it's like random weapon every time you respawn and I didn't recognize half of them they've just down they've create they've added so many downloadable weapons to that game
1: um, and... that's I mean that's that's a game that I really want to play at some point but I have to go back and play four and I didn't realize that four was actually Xbox 360 and I don't believe is it playable on the one yeah if you get the master chief collection it's in there four is yeah
0: oh i didn't i didn't know four was in master chief it is yeah it's all the master chief games and you know because of the dlc after the (laughs) terrible internet connections odst the only one that is not in there is reach but reach is backwards compatible okay wow i didn't realize four was in there
1: that's perfect okay
0: yeah no that's a great deal that gate that ooh, i love that collection yeah especially once it got like patched so it works yeah, and I mean, I was I bought it mainly... Don't get me wrong, I also wanted to play the multiplayer, but I was happy when I got it, because I wanted to play through the four
1: campaigns that were in it. Well, didn't it also have, like, the first time one of those campaigns was redone?
0: Yeah, it was the Halo 2 remaster, with okay, setup for it. Halo 5. Oh, really? Yeah, it had, like, terminals where it was about Locke's
1: investigation into Chief. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh... Oh, man, poor, poor Halo 5. I... <sighs> Poor Halo 5. Everybody, anyway.
0: The gunplay holds up. It's just the, you know, the the campaign that's terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing they've said about Halo 6 is, hey, guys, we're not telling you anything about Halo 6, but P.S. It'll be all Master Chief pretty much, because that's what everybody told us that they want.
0: I mean, yeah, or I, I, honestly, I am, I'm not a Super Chief fanboy. I liked the Arbiter sections of Halo 2. Um, sure, and I like the ODST campaign, and Chief's not even in that.
1: Um, but so you're saying it's not about Chief not being there; it's about it being a shitty story.
0: Yeah, and Locke not being the most compelling character, um, or that the campaign was a lie based on the promotions about like this great uh, hunt for Chief and you know find the truth, and it was not really there. Again, if you if you haven't listened to it, the uh, I think it's Hunt the Truth, Hunt the Truth podcast starring Keegan Michael Key that is, like, set up for Halo 5, but not really, that's fantastic. And it it was two seasons of really good serial-style storytelling. So I would definitely check
1: that out. I didn't even know that was him, but that is... I I guess if I heard it again, I'd recognize him. But I remember listening to that, and it was really good. They were like, this is Hunt the Truth.
0: Yeah, it was a great podcast. Um, So I would recommend that. And then Halo 5, I'm hoping Halo 6 is... A better game and i still you know i don't know what direction they're going to take it because i think people really go either way on which game they like because i love halo 4 i don't like halo 5 but people don't like halo 4 and love halo 5 so i don't know what they're gonna
1: do interesting well i I mean i think the consensus is far like you know people mostly agree with you on that one i believe uh i mean well, we'll see i'm i'm assuming
0: that halo 6 I would think it's going to come next year because usually Halo is in every. Th- I mean, there's never been more than three years without a Halo game, um, but then again, they didn't do a Halo um, they didn't do a Halo Three remake
1: this year for the tenth anniversary. So you know
0: who knows what they're doing.
1: Well, you know, I I've had a weird thing happen to me, and it's 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 an interesting thing that that has happened where, where so you know I was. Back in the day, when when there was PS2 and Xbox, I you know I was into both. I had both of them. PS2 was probably the better system there. I think that's pretty arguable, especially because of the library. And then when you get to the next generation, PS3 and Xbox 360, I was all about the 360. First of all, it came out sooner. It was really when I started playing games like intensely again after childhood, and that was my home console. And it and that continued on through the Xbox One. But for the very first time, and I've and I've had both systems in every generation. I always do. I want to play everything. I want to be able to play everything. For the very first time, I find myself slightly shifting Jordan over to the side of thinking I might be a PS4 home gamer. Um, <laughs> and I, I I don't know how this happened, but it's just and 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 it's not just because of this, but it is true that Xbox has almost no exclusives, and the ones they do, like Sea of Thieves and shit like that, they just aren't they aren't grabbing me. And I. I don't know. I mean with I mean Halo's Halo's like their big thing and Gears is their other big thing and Gears kind of didn't really rock didn't really make waves when it came out Gears 4 and they have what? They have Dead Rising and Quantum Break. <laughs> I mean are those even viable franchises at this point? I mean Dead Rising 4 came out like to to a, a a lukewarm reception and I don't know. Quantum Break was the more I think about it the less I like it unfortunately. So, I don't know. It's it, they're, they're really hurting for exclusives, and what do they have? Oh, oh wait. I'm sorry. My bad. I take it all back. They have Crackdown 3 coming, you know? I mean, it's just – and then if you look at PlayStation, they have so much shit, and this year has been so beautiful on the PS4. Um, so, I mean, I, there's so many things I want to play, and Kingdom Hearts is there, by the way. That doesn't hurt. No. Um, so, I mean, anyway. Kingdom
0: Hearts 4 – or not 4,
1: 3 is going to be on Xbox, so it's got that. That's true. That's true. But if you want to catch up on any of it, I mean this this I'm going to jump into this a little bit. This um package that they released, this 1.5 plus 2.5 for $50 for the PlayStation 4 Kingdom Hearts compilation is I mean it, it's definitely up there if not. For me it's way bigger deal and and it's and, and I I'd be interested to hear your take on comparing that to that Master Chief collection you mentioned. But like bang for your buck, I don't think there's anything better. I don't think I've ever seen. Orange Box was up there. Orange Box was a pretty ridiculous deal, but when I hold the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 in my hand, and I think about the development that went into that box, it blows my mind. And and now that I've played it and really appreciate it, it's amazing. Those games are so good! They're so good. No,
0: they definitely are. I think they're comparable. I mean, it's a collection that features not just, you know, four games, which is crazy, um, it... it it is, they're, they're very lovingly redone. I mean, these are all HD up-res, uh, remakes. And they're the super, like, refined editions with all the additional stuff that was added in the Final Mix versions. Um,
1: I was playing Kingdom Plus Hearts. Plus more in some cases. Go ahead.
0: I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2 last night and I ran into something I didn't even know was in the game. And it was like, oh, this is from the Final Mix version. because uh, there's yeah. like, there's these absent silhouettes where you can touch them and it will let you fight the, uh... Organization 13 characters that were featured in Chain of Memories in Kingdom Hearts 2 in like new forms. So it's like, that's a crazy thing, but they were like, someone developed it and they threw it in
1: the game. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, those games. So I started with Kingdom Hearts 1. I'd never fully played through that game. And I, I mean, I, I wrote to you, I mean, that game is, it, it is, I, I spread this word around a little bit, but that game is really a masterpiece. I mean, it is a masterfully developed, brilliant game that, I mean, so many things had to come together for that game to happen. Um, I mean, Disney coming together with Square um, and, you know, the development talent that they had there to make it pull off properly. I mean, action RPGs are so hit and miss. There's so few action RPGs rpgs that are good um and and the ones that are good are really like it depends on who you ask like star ocean's a great example um tales is a great example those are good series tales better than star ocean but i mean i I think the king of that is kingdom hearts i mean it's just so fun i love hitting heartless i don't care if they're shadows i don't care if they're soldiers i don't care what i don't care if they're those big blobby dudes whatever they're called i I care about that i hate large bodies I I hate large bodies too, thanks for filling in the name, but uh, you just got to use magic or you got to go around the back of them. I mean, it, it, it sucks, but I don't care who I'm fighting, I'm having fun slamming them with my Keyblade. It's just a really fun mechanic. And then watching your Keyblades get more powerful. And then in Kingdom Hearts 1, they were really in depth. I don't know if you ever dug into that, but like Keyblades had different lengths, different critical hit rates, different critical hit amounts different um like swing radiuses i mean just crazy stat differences and if you really dig into all that stuff like there's everybody's got a favorite some people are like oh i like olympus the best some people are like oh i like uh whatever that dark one is they're like you know using the uh uh, what's the one that that you get um after fighting riku um and then after hitting yourself well i don't want to spoil it on everybody but um you know what what's that one that like the dark one you know what i'm talking about Wait, say say again. I, I... It's the dark it's the dark um uh keyblade that you get and oh, it's Oh, Oblivion. Um, yes, thank you. Wow, I can't believe you you got that. I was not expecting you to get that. Yes, Oblivion. A lot of people are like Oblivion's my favorite because it really like embodies in physical form the anguish in Riku's heart. I mean, and then some people are like I just like it because when I hit heartless with it they die faster. Um, it's just really, really fun. And and all of those and all of those weapons are fun to use. And, and and then trying out different techniques and learning that combo plus kind of sucks. And, I mean, just all that kind of stuff is really cool. And, and it's just a fun game to play. And then that has led me down a very dark road, Jordan. Very dark. <laughs> okay. Very, very dark. And, uh, yeah. Tell me about your Kingdom Hearts. Let's do a little lightness before I go into the darkness, man.
0: Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, my Kingdom Hearts... Uh, Well, Kingdom Hearts 2 is the one I've been playing. I finished up Chain of Memories well before the last episode. Uh Um, And I, uh, again, I'm I'm an advocate. You can check out that article on thejoyofgeek.net on Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories
1: that I had posted. Um, I love it. I love it. I mean, I got to stop you for a second and talk about it. So when I first started playing it, I had to call you because that's the main game that I'm playing right now. uh And I had I had to give you a call about it because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get into this game. This game kind of it feels so going from Kingdom Hearts one, not and then going right to Kingdom Hearts chain of memories on the PS4 where you don't feel that fundamental difference. You're not on a handheld system. Obviously, Chain of Memories is a Game Boy Advance game. And so when you don't feel that fundamental difference in the way it controls and the graphics look the same and all I want to do is just swing my Keyblade and kill some shit and it won't swing, it's a bad feeling. Um, And then as I've gotten more and more into it, I'm starting to take tremendous pleasure in the fact that when I set up a good deck, I'm just slaughtering shit. It's really amazing how good you feel when your deck is right. It's it's a really good
0: system. Like Again, I, I commented, and in my article I even said if you can track down the Game Boy one and actually play it, I think that's preferable just because the graphics are gorgeous. They still stick in my head on some of the uh, ways they, they took the 3D models and made them pixelated. But also, yeah, I think that change in format... Uh, helps a lot. Now, the, the the PS2 version has more story, and I get, you know fills in more of the gaps because it adds a few more things, but nothing that's so major that you need it. Um, but yeah, both versions, it's just a really solid card-battling system. I wish they did more with it, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. At first, I was totally like, I don't know how I'm going to get into this, and, and as I got more and more into it, I was just finding myself agreeing with you. And I think what it is is when you start getting slights that you like is when that game gets good. Um, And when you learn about – like you told me, you were like, dude, it doesn't even matter if it's a real slide or not. When you you hit triangle three times and add three cards together, it still totals their total up for breaking enemies' cards. So basically if you really want to tear through all those – and you also said that tearing through like regular random enemies is not supposed to be hard. Like you just throw out all your big guns and they go pretty quick. It's really only the boss battles that give you a challenge. And there is the odd – random enemy battle that gives me a little trouble. Like, if you don't take them out quickly, sometimes they can overwhelm you. Yeah, I mean, um, especially
0: the late-game enemies. Once you start facing some of the dudes, like the... like, um, I'm trying to think of what they are. They're, like, I guess gargoyle-looking dudes and the dark balls and all that. Those enemies can be kind of a dick to fight. Or the, like,
1: top-level mages. Right, right. Um, Red Nocturnes or whatever they're called. I don't know. Uh, but... I mean, it's 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 an interesting system. Now that said, sometimes the boss battles can be a little frustrating. Like I was fighting Genie Jafar, and uh, in the 3D one, obviously, and he was um, throwing out that that lightning bolt thing. And if if the way that the platforms aren't platformed correctly, like you'll just get blasted by it. There's nowhere to run. So there are little frustrations that occur. And another thing that I've learned too is that. Like, not all slights are created equal because the way I really started enjoying the game is when I got Blitz. I don't know if you use Blitz. I used it a little. I love Blitz because it needs just three different Keyblade cards. So the way it works in this game is, you know, instead of getting Keyblades, you get Keyblade cards. And so in the first floor, you only get Kingdom cards. and the second floor, you only get uh, the Wonderland one. What is it? Um, uh, not Wonderland. Lady not Lux? Wonderland yeah but no but not wonderland agrabah what do you get there wishing wishing three wishes
0: three wishes wishing star is pinocchio
1: right wow man you you are hardcore (laughs) um and then you get to the and then you get to the third one and then you get the olympus and then you get to the fourth one if you're doing it in the regular standard um suggested order and then in the fourth one you get lady luck and so like a lot of the early slights want you to add up a lot of like high-level cards, which you don't have always, and you don't have the deck space to really have them. And then also, they want you to add up to like all three cards together, add up to like 15 or above, or 20 to 23, and you don't have the, the the CP in your deck to be able to do that properly. So a lot of times you can get them off maybe once or twice, and then you have to reload, and then you lose the front card, so you really have to be strategic. Early on, it can be tough. But what's great about Blitz is you need three different ones so that means that it's much easier when you have like slights so let's say you pull off three blitzes and then you have to reload your deck and three cards disappear you're still much more likely with that slight for uh the three random cards to come up again in another like follow-up slight you know what i'm saying yeah because it's just more likely that you're going to have three three unlike cards come up than you're going to have three sevens come up in a row. I mean, obviously you plan it, but one of them disappears when you do a slight, so anyway. But Blitz just happens a lot more frequently, and so I have a mix of, like, I have basically a Blitz um, slash Blizzara deck that I'm, I'm running right now, and it's pretty fun. I mean, I'm, I'm slaughtering stuff. We'll see. It'll get. I'll have to probably totally change my approach at the next boss, but for now, it's really doing solid for me.
0: Yeah, some of the bosses really will force you to
1: play differently um like the uh ursula fight does that i hate ursula in kingdom hearts and is she shitty in this too huh
0: (laughs) yeah it's not great uh this is the last time she's in it though as far as i'm aware in kingdom hearts period well i mean i actually don't know if she's in kingdom hearts too but uh you know atlantica is all musical numbers in that so if she is it's not like it's a boss fight
1: oh okay (laughs) that's that's weird but it is yes that's cool. I like weird um, when it comes to Kingdom Hearts anyway. Um, but Chain of Memories is great, and I'm really enjoying it. And I know it's going to get frustrating again before it gets easier. But at the same time, I am also playing the following, 358 over 2 days, on game on uh, on, on my 3DS XL Plus. But I'm actually playing, uh, obviously it's the Game Boy, not the Game Boy, the DS, regular DS version. And then I also went back and got RE coded, dude. I did it.
0: Why?
1: Why did I get neither returned? of those games are that well regarded. So three so I want the whole story and I really I just want to take the Kingdom Hearts experience um, with me when I'm, you know, out and about. So sure. I want to have the ability to do that. So I just thought to myself, if I could just get the combat of Kingdom Hearts 1 even if it's like in a reduced quality form just just that combat and take it with me like at work at lunch or when I'm just you know doing stuff that would be awesome with me now obviously it's it's rough that game's rough now there are fun things about it like the panel system is cool where you have to like so you, you basically have this big, like, graph. It's a very akin to one of my favorite games of all time, Resident Evil 4, in that you have, like, a suitcase for your items in that game, and you have they're their, their shapes. They're like Tetroids, Tetris piece shapes, and you have to fit them. You know, so if you want to keep a shotgun and a rocket launcher, like you have to take that shotgun and move it down and turn it on its side so you can fit the rocket launcher in. And then you better make sure you have ammo for both. Now you can't fit your revolver, that kind of thing. So it's like that. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm super limited yet, but every instance of magic takes a slot. Every level up block, weirdly, takes a slot. So when you level, you don't level, you earn a level up block that you then have to put in. And so it's a really interesting leveling system. What's cool about it too is you'll level up. You'll get five level up blocks, add them to your little panel grid, and then you'll get to a certain point in the game and, the, and like the um, Sykes, S-A-I-X guy, who's like the leader at this point in the game, says, hey, you've been doing a good job. Here's a le- <coughs> excuse me level doubler. And then all of a sudden, uh, you put that in there and then you can put four of your level blocks in it and it takes all of those and makes them worth two. So then you're at level, you go from five to 10 like that. Um, so it's a really interesting thing. Um, it's a little slow going and the – and the some of the missions are abysmal. Like when yes. you have to collect – when you have to uh, investigate and you have no idea like which pixel you need to hunt for to investigate an area, that sucks. Um, and then trying to do – like for some reason, somebody thought it was – somebody at hand apparently who, made, who developed most of that game thought it was a good idea to make it – like to take a game that has really limited controls and make you do like extensive, intensive platforming. I don't know where they got that idea or thought that was a good idea. But they were just like, let's make it so that like you've got to jump through these hoops on a time limit and you got to figure out your special way to platform around the level. And if you don't do it, you don't get to finish up the level properly because they run out of time and then they just, like, dwindle down to nothing. Somebody thought that was a good idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there's a reason they're both movies in this collection. I mean, the handheld experiences you want are still games now remade because they were good. And, you know, I guess that's on true. on the PS4.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true, but... Also, there's recoded recoded, so what I thought with that one was, I was like, all right, so in that one, you're Sora. That one, I think, is actually made by Square, or if it's not, it feels a lot more like the Combat Kingdom Hearts. Um, like the how? game is... Huh? Nothing,
0: it's just like, man, you're playing through what is also essentially a remake of the first game, and now you're, you're doing it
1: twice at the same time. I know, I know, I'm playing through Chain of Memories and, and recoded, and they're, ba- yeah, you're like you said, they're essentially remakes. In that one, though, it's incredibly inessential, because in Chain of Memories... As you go through it, you see who's pulling the strings, and it's really interesting. And they introduce organization thirteen, which also happens in three fifty eight over two in an interesting way. But in this one, Jiminy Cricket rolls up, and he's like, "Yo, guys, uh, my journals are fucked up. Yeah, I need my journals fixed." And like, and then like, you're not Sora, you're Data Sora, and like, you're in Journal World, like redigitizing the files, which. All adds up to an excuse to play through Kingdom Hearts 1 again. Um, and that's what you do. And so you play through Kingdom Hearts 1. Now what's cool about that one is they've got really – the combat feels a lot like Kingdom Hearts 1 finally. So that's fun. Um, the thing you heard about it being very uh, puzzly, it's not super puzzly. You just have to like – there's a little bit. You go into these glitches and like you have to like move blocks around a little bit but not really that much, at least not yet. Um, It's more just very basic stuff, which is an excuse to just get to the next wave of enemies to fight with your Keyblade, which is what I'm there for in the first place. But this one also has a really interesting level-up system where you have, like, this chain of, like, tech, and you're, like, chaining up little panels again, but, like, they – when you put a bunch of panels between two big panels that, that are like already there in the environment, it's like, it's kind of like a sphere grid that it's already exists. That the, the framework is there and you just add little panels to this big existing framework. But like, You basically link these two like electronics devices together and boom, everything you put in those panels doubles. So it's kind of a similar thing, but it's definitely better. It's refined and the combat's way better. And then there's all these different moves you can do. And so you take fire and you combine it with rising slash and then you get rising fire slash. And then if you do that move enough, it levels it up so that those blocks just become Rising Fire Slash, and then you can combine Rising Fire Slash with Thunder, and then it becomes Rising Thunder Fire Slash, or something like that. That's not a good example, but it's like that. Uh-huh. And so you can constantly evolve your abilities in a fun way. So those games are both good, but, and and to me, I was like, well, these games are fun, and I really want something to play that I can play, that feels like the old combat, but now Chain of Memories got awesome, so I kind of just want to play that.
0: I... Uh... Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I don't know. For me, a big part of it, like, are you gonna are you gonna
1: watch the movies now, or are you just gonna play that? Well, I'm gonna probably have to go through. I'll probably look up a guide or something on which parts of the movies I missed from Most. playing them. <laughs> uh, okay, now three five so so days for two days,
0: I think is mostly the same. It's two. It's a two hour and fifty minute movie, more or less. Um, Com, you know with the whole story of of 358 over 2 days recoded however is a 3 hour movie that 2 hours of which were completely new for the collection
1: what's the point of that
0: uh just to further expand the story and just make it completely movie and i guess i i don't know exactly i have not gotten coded is the last thing on my list for those games
1: yeah um yeah.
0: like once i finish 2 i'm going to watch 358 over 2 days then play birth by sleep and then play recoded
1: Right, right. So you, with one exception, you're doing it in order. Um, you're just you're just rectifying that 358 and Kingdom Hearts two thing that they did because of the fact that they needed th- two games on each.
0: Um, what do you mean by with wh- which exception?
1: Remember, remember everything you're doing. You're going through basically the 1.5 plus 2.5 collection. You're going straight through it with the exception. Oh, oh of yeah, swapping. yeah. But
0: my my goal was to go with release order, not the order. Because I mean. Right. They weren't going to R- – Rectifying the, the fact that it's not in release
1: order is what yeah. I meant.
0: No one would bu- – I don't think anyone would buy a uh, collection if – you know the first collection was one chain of memories and two, and the next collection was two movies at Birth
1: by Sleep. Right, right. This is true. So what I want to hear now, though, what I really want to know is – First of all, tell, could you tell me a little more about Chain of Memories and what I have to expect? And then also, what's this Riku campaign I hear about? And then I have another question after that.
0: Okay, what do you mean by what you have so, to so
1: what So, I, okay, so right now I'm rolling a Blitz deck with with blizzard and blitz and i'm on um wonderland and i'm sort of leveling up what do i need to do in that game to be good and what's coming up that's challenging so how often did you go to moogle rooms how often did you make treasure rooms is calm bounty important are those little rooms with the cards that light up and are yellow and are flashy do you have to go back and get those is that important which slights are good any kind of tips i might need
0: um I guess the biggest thing to say is, as far as the treasure rooms, you can't even start getting those till you get to the next set of world cards, because they just randomly right. come into your possession. Um, whether they're worth going back for, uh, I didn't. All that is in there, basically, is it's either a new slight of some kind, or it's a card that you can't get unless you unlock that room. So, like, one of them is the Lionheart Keyblade, um, and, you know, then they'll start showing up in booster packs and whatnot, but it won't show up if you don't go and get it. Okay. Um as far as I mean, I, I for the most part, once you kinda get a strategy, the majority of the game will go by pretty quickly. It'll just be the boss fights where um you'll you'll need to put in a little more thought. And and even then, the organization thirteen members are all pretty easy to spam with um Sonic Blade.
1: Oh, so that's that's your go to. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I got it yet. You might not. Um but I just got Zenkatsu, the one that lets you break any card, I think.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the other thing was... uh, Oh, Riku's campaign. It's
1: just, you know, you you play through as Riku. No, but you said there's a fundamental difference you were talking about, and I didn't really understand. Like, you don't get to make your deck or something? No, yeah, he has a set deck on each floor. The
0: only card in his deck is... uh, I think it's called Soul Eater. I always forget what his sword is called. Um, And one potion sometimes. Or one high potion, sometimes.
1: Um, Other and, than that, what do you get?
0: Uh, well, Mickey is your... He'll show up to fight with you on occasion, instead of Donald and Goofy. Uh-huh. And then uh, he can... Once he breaks enough cards with enough difference, he'll go into dark mode, which is pa- powered up. Like, super mode, essentially. Um, all his slights... He has, like, three slights in regular mode and three slights in uh super powered mode and so it all you know you kind of depending on what mode you're in that affects and then also if he breaks a card with a card of the same value as the enemy it'll go into this dual mode where basically it'll like they'll pop up a card and then you have to break it and then they'll pop another one it can be anywhere from three to seven depending on the opponent and you have to break them all in a certain time limit and then you pull off like a bonus attack if you don't they get a free hit on you okay but it's not like sudden death if you don't no 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 okay is it much harder Um, it is challenging because it makes you really think how they want you to play it as opposed to, like, trying to just spam different things. Yeah. Um, But it is a shorter campaign overall, and I honestly think, I like Riku a lot. I think his gameplay style would have been better to play first just because it makes you understand systems even more in depth because you have to play it the way it wants you to. That takes away some of the free choice. You probably wouldn't want to do the whole campaign that way first, and it is a much more truncated campaign it's really it's Riku's story um and he goes to all the Disney worlds but there's no story in any of them it's all stuff in the cutscenes in the castle between those I Um, see but I liked it a lot I mean I think it's it stands alone and it's different enough that you don't mind playing another seven eight hours
1: now does it matter how much I I grind did you grind a lot or did you just go straight through like did you ever go back to rooms and like redefine them with new new world cards I know I did when
0: I was younger Um, maybe the, maybe the Game Boy game is harder, maybe I was a worse gamer, but for the most part, if I couldn't beat a boss, I would go level up two or three times and boost whatever stat I seemed to need, usually health or CP, and, because I don't usually need to do slights that often.
1: Right, right, because you're using Sonic Blade
0: like an asshole, right? Um, and then I could just take the boss on. A lot of times it does just come down to strategy. I, I think in that game you can get farther if you're good at dodging and breaking cards when you need to. But, uh, yeah, I would level up a little, but never never so much. I think the game keeps pace with you pretty well. Now, I would clean out each room
1: when I made a room before moving right. on,
0: but other right. than that, it's pretty straightforward.
1: So that's something I don't do at all, is, is look at their cards and think about breaking them. Is that something I need to really pay attention to, or not?
0: Uh, not super early on. I, later on, enemies start using a lot more 6, 7, and 8 strength cards. So, I you know,
1: you're just going to waste your deck if you just try and attack them, but... I see. Okay, got it. Now, when a card gets broken, what happens to it? I don't think I even know.
0: Uh, I mean, they, they just... For them, it's not like they have a deck. They ha- I think they have a very small three to four cards they can use, but you don't, like, you don't get rid of it. Um... And if your card is broken, you know, it comes back around unless it's a premium card or it was a slave right. that got broken. But
1: you just have no va- – but it just has no value. I get it. Yeah. Um, and just blowing through the shit for no reason. Okay. Cool. Now, the next question I have is Kingdom Hearts 2. How far are you and what do I have to expect there? Is it great? Is it as good as one?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. I am one – actually, I'm looking at the world list right now. One, two, three, four – five I've gone through 5 of the worlds on the first visits no six 6 of the worlds on the first visit okay um so I have a, I think I only've got four more worlds to visit okay um and then you basically have to go back to every single world in the game uh in fact that's when I stopped I never did beat Kingdom Hearts 2 because I went through so much of it and then it was basically like yeah you got to go and revisit every world and do new story segments and I was just a little exhausted at that point and i had a shorter attention span for games back then and i was sure. in that spot where i wasn't super into disney uh so for a number of reasons it did, i n- i never finished that one okay awesome well that's
1: something new so you're fi- almost at the new material for yourself then
0: almost yeah um okay. but you know it adds a lot of cool worlds
1: um, I don't know if you've looked that closely. Uh, I have. I don't. I got a. I had to look. I was like, "Do I want to be surprised?" No, I just got to look. And so it has like Steamboat Willie. It has um um um. um what else does it have? It has uh, uh, is Beast Castle in that one? It no. adds yeah, Beast Castle, Mulan. Um, That's really cool. I can't wait
0: to go to Asian Theme World. Pirates of the Caribbean, which still that sounds great. Looks creepy as hell, like it did back then. It sounds um, great
1: though. Is it fun?
0: I mean it it's it's another world it does what you expect of a pirates world it tells the story of Pir- curse of the black pearl okay um it adds lion kings and it adds tron um and i
1: think that's yeah that should be everything new and then you go to some old ones
0: you go to some old ones and you know it expands on them you know you go to halloween town again but this time you go to christmas town uh, awesome you, you go to Ala- you go back to Agrabah, but it's more the plot of return to Jafar return of Jafar instead of the original Aladdin so it, it mixes up the
1: stories enough cool cool I can't wait and it turns out I mean excuse me it looks what they say is that in the new game three is going to be mostly new worlds so that's exciting too
0: no that's good I mean I there, there's not a lot they could have done with those older worlds I think at this point a lot of those movies are less familiar to modern gaming audiences. Um, I think both of the Kingdom Hearts games have a mix of, essentially, it, it feel it always, to me, felt like a mix of whatever was current for Disney in either 2002 or 2005 right. and 90s Disney. I mean, there were worlds based on older stuff, but, you know, you look at it, it's Halloween Town, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, um, uh, Hercules, Tarzan. These are all things from the 90s uh, right. for the most part. There were a few older worlds. Um, And I appreciate that, like Peter Pan's world in Kingdom Hearts 1, Uh, but this time, not surprisingly, I think that another big part of why Kingdom Hearts has taken so long is just they they were not making hit movies in the mid-2000s. They weren't getting new things. I mean, Chicken Little is a summon in Kingdom Hearts 2, which is just a sign of, oh, Chicken Little must have come out the last year, and we're putting him in this game right now they have a whole mess of hits they could visit you know they have tarz or uh, not tarzan they have wreck it ralph they have princess and the frog uh tangled frozen big hero 6 moana um they they got the muppets franchise and they got star wars and they got marvel if they wanted to do any of those yeah they have the pixar worlds if they want to do them so i mean there is a they have they expanded both internally with their own new properties and then they've bought so many companies since 2006. Right, because th- there
1: could be Marvel stuff. There probably won't be, but there could be.
0: Well, there's a Big Hero 6 world, so that's probably going to be it.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. But Do we maybe know that there's for a Star sure? Wars Is that world. confirmed?
0: Yeah, yeah, Big Hero 6 is one of the confirmed worlds. They've confirmed that, Tangled, Olympus Coliseum, um, I think Twilight Town, and uh, the, 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 the uh, Toy Story.
1: What's the difference between Twilight Town and tra- uh, Traverse Town?
0: Uh, they're both just... Like, Traverstown Town is sort of the waypoint for people who lost their worlds, and Twilight Town was where Organization thirteen hangs out. There's not much of a difference no. other than aesthetic.
1: But they are, okay, but they, okay, they're both just hubs.
0: Yeah, they're different worlds. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, they also have confirmed that Gummy Ships will be coming back for the third game.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So you told me Gummy Mission sucks still, or at least you told Twitter that, or Facebook that, uh, or they're still kind of blah, or something, what did you say? Um, they're just not what I want to be doing in a Kingdom Hearts so, game. So, so believe it or not, in Kingdom Hearts 1, I loved my gummy ship that I made. <laughs> I made this sick-ass, hideous-looking gummy ship where I just stuck everything in the kitchen sink on my gummy ship, and I just slaughtered everything. Is that what you do, or do you just use the default one and blow through it? I mainly use the default one. Okay. Because have, have you ever built one? Because it's actually fun. If you I take built a little bit of one, but I just never enjoyed it. Because um, yeah. you... once you become a beast, it's actually fun. Like, at first it sucks, but if you make a really sick ship that has, like, three guns pointing out of it, laser beams coming out of it that hone in. Um, I had a shield that turns on. I had, like, multiple radars. I had, like, this thing that could reach out and grab items from afar. It's just a very generic, like, the palette. Honestly, I
0: prefer it in the second game. I actually enjoy that. It's much more dynamic. It got better. Yeah, it's way better in the second one, um, which I'm happy to say. It's way more dynamic visuals, more stuff is happening. Um, It gives you a lot of blueprints, and it it just lets you use them. It's much easier to build new stuff immediately as opposed to having to farm anything.
1: Because first of all, don't don't get me wrong, I didn't enjoy building it. I just enjoyed having a sick OP ship.
0: Right. Uh, But yeah, I think it's much better in this, so hopefully it'll be better
1: in the third game. I mean, it's been... 12 years (laughs) so hopefully right right um and so kingdom hearts 2 um so the worlds are good um so how does it compare to the first game i know you told me it does not have dodge roll which blows my mind because every other one does including the portables that came out after they
0: uh, final mix adds dodge roll in but it is not a skill you get for a long time uh, it really just expects you, if you're going to do anything... Well, it does two things. One, it gives you dodge, or uh, uh, countering right away, so it expects you to counter. But then okay. it also adds the reaction command, which almost every enemy has a way that if you hit triangle at the right moment, you can interrupt its attack and do a cool move to it.
1: Oh, that sounds fun.
0: Yeah, so it, it does stuff like that. There's a lot more team-ups. It's it's a much more dynamic system. You can team up with your special party characters for big moves. Um you can fuse with Donald and Goofy to go into special um, forms and and get power ups based on that. Um, you know the summons are back. It, it it gives you a lot more options. So the combat is really good. Uh, the story so far, honestly, it's not as convol. I mean, it's still more convoluted. Organization 13's presence just does that. Uh, yeah. But it hasn't been too bad so far. But then again, I'm still pretty early uh relatively story story
1: right um, right stuff gets crazier
0: as it goes on
1: interesting okay all right so 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 far though but okay so i mean we'll have to get your assessment on if it's better than one after you're done playing in
0: in in both games cases it they are games that felt much bigger and grander to me when i was a kid that i'm i'm seeing now they were not um for whatever reason Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the worlds in Kingdom Hearts are very small when you get down to it,
1: <laughs> like yeah, with the they, they exception
0: are. of Hollow Bastion and probably some of the later worlds. Like I think uh, the world that never was is the last like big world in this one, and it's probably big. And like no, Hollow Bastion's get, like... a mess, but yeah, or big Bastion, big it... messy place. Not 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 bad. No, it's a little bad. The whole it's stop, a little bad. The whole stop go thing is uh, yeah. It,
1: no, it's a little bad. It's a little bad. I don't like those little. When you get to that tram station for the first time, you it just it makes your brain hurt and not in a good puzzly way.
0: Yeah, I mean because so much of the backgrounds are so samey that is not a problem that comes up in Kingdom Hearts Two. They definitely it is not just a bunch of cubic rooms. They do a lot to make for more naturally wide open and pathwayed areas. Um, it still does come down to some worlds, you know, ultimately only being about six or seven
1: rooms. But right, you know. It's well, fun. there's more to that world. Theoretically, you just only go in six or seven rooms. That's how I'm trying to like enjoy it. No, yeah, it, it's 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 good. I I'm just you know pointing that out. Yeah. Okay. But are you like combat wise? Am I in for like a game just as good, if not better than one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Good, because I man, do I love one. So that'll be great.
0: Uh, uh, cool. Word. Oh, good. What else? No, no, no. Uh, that was it for Kingdom Hearts for me.
1: Awesome. Well, me too. I'm just going to keep playing those games. I'll have some more updated thoughts on all three of those. And then I can't wait to get to, um, to Kingdom Hearts 2, etc. Oh, it sounds like it's great. Nice. Cool. Uh, um, and then I understand that, meanwhile, you've been playing something else a lot. Uh,
0: well, I got a few other th- quick things I thought of, so I'll mention those really, okay. really quickly. Uh, I started playing, because it was the free PS Plus game this month, uh, Downwell. Oh um, it's fun Wait, is it? What is that? What? It's it's like it's sort of a roguelike ish game. It's 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 procedure generated and you fall down this well. Shine. Wait,
1: what system is this on? I, I I don't all I see is uh on PS plus is Freedom Cry and um Um the other one, the other uh, it, uh just cause.
0: It might be a Vita cross by, I don't know. But it is oh, there. Okay. Down
1: um, well. Okay. Uh and it
0: you, you fall down a well and you have gun shoes and you know you have uh, you you get different gun, you know, modules as you go, but you have as many shots until you land as you have, and then you have to land or head-bop an enemy, and you know, your goal is to kill them while they're below you as opposed to when they're above you, because you need to, like, get back above them to hurt them, and your goal is just to keep going down this well. It's sort of like Spelunky, where you go through a few levels, and then the theme changes, and the enemies change, and if you die, you go back to the start, but it's fun for some quick, uh, action-y
1: gameplay. It's solid. Is there any of the thing like Splunky had where, like, you get certain leg ups so that your next runs are different or better?
0: No, there's nothing like that. It's, it's, you so start it's straight up like old
1: – So less than a roguelike, it's more like an old arcade game. Yes,
0: but, again, it is um, – yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a little more old school. It's definitely in that – in the visuals, it is set up, like, in monochrome or
1: uh, two-color. I'm no looking at it. It's, it's red, white, and black.
0: Yeah, and – well – yeah, and you can change the color as you unlock new palettes, and you get different gameplay styles as you earn more money. Um, so it has a few tweaks like that. But for the most part, it is, you know, falling and shooting, and you get power-ups as you go, and there's shops that give different upgrades. And every time you finish a level, the game gives you a choice of several upgrades that are random, and so you, you have the ability to build your character out in slightly different ways every time you play. Hmm. Huh. It's, it's pretty fun um other than that i also uh the reason i had ps plus again because i had the trial i got it because ultimately it was less if i got ps plus for a month to buy yakuza 0 oh okay um and honestly i've barely played it just because i've been playing so much of uh persona 5 which i'll talk about in a minute i played through the first story chapter um and it is very very fun for what it is uh, I definitely want to get back to it and experience some more. But I kind of had the point where I was like, if I keep playing this, I don't really want to juggle two massive games with big stories and complex yeah. characters,
1: both of which are that.
0: Japanese settings. So I don't... I,
1: yeah. Not a good idea. Like, for the same reason I didn't play Breath of the Wild and... Um, um, what is that one I always say I didn't play because I was playing Breath of the Wild uh, on um, the big one that Horizon everyone talked. Horizon. Horizon. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank God I have my... my uh, my uh, second brain Jordan with me. <laughs> uh,
0: so I've, I've been enjoying that. I just, uh, from what I've played of it, but every time I'm just, I don't go back to it. I'm like, let me stick to Persona 5. Um, so I'll have more on that once I've finished Persona 5.
1: Awesome. And um,
0: then yeah. The one other one is I'm playing Overwatch every day right now because the summer games started.
1: Yay. Uh, I don't care at all, but I know you do. So <laughs> tell me about it.
0: Well, <laughs> with the lead in like that. Uh, Well, come on. So this is their first returning event because it has been a year since the game came out. Uh, They had summer games last year. uh, So it also means the return of Lucio Ball, which I didn't get to play because I wasn't playing Overwatch at the time. But it's a super fun mode where you essentially
1: play... Oh, right, and it's named after one
0: of the characters, right? Yeah, you play 3v3, everyone is Lucio, and you're basically playing soccer with a giant ball. Kind of like Rocket League, but with Lucios. Um, And it's a really fun mode. You just kind of boop the ball and you try to score and it just... It's a, it's a fun summer games mode. Uh, it, it returns all of the unlockables from last year are now available in summer games boxes again. Or you can buy them for reduced prices. Uh, or, well, event-exclusive items cost three times as much as any other item. Because you can buy them with in-game currency. Um, but because of the limited window, they make them more expensive. So anything from last year is now the same price as anything you could buy. But uh, last year was like their first event. So the skins aren't the most exciting. They didn't quite have it on point yet. Um, but this year's skins are fantastic the, everyone's kind of wearing their swim gear Soldier 76 who they've more or less accepted the community sees as the dad of the group is wearing like he's got his grill uh, apron on with a bunch of spices <laughs> on it his 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 assault rifle is the assault rifle and it's got like a salt shaker on the end of it um, so it's just got a bunch of cool stuff like that skins are all great um, I really want that one or there's the summer beach McCree where he's got like leech blonde hair and his cape has been replaced by a towel and he's got uh squim trunks on so it's just it's fun it's always fun going for those loot boxes they've added a few things recently you know doomfist came to the game i really like doomfist I'm, I'm enjoying playing him when i get the chance to and uh yeah overall it's just overwatch is a game that i i don't play a whole lot of it between the events right now but whenever anything new comes on i get back on and i enjoy playing it so cool.
1: Very very cool. I um I would love to play more. No, I wouldn't. I'm not going to even try to pretend I would want to play more. I don't I don't know. I just I everybody tells me that's the one game that like even if I don't play multiplayer games that I still should play and and yet I haven't given in yet. Maybe one day.
0: It's fantastic. I mean, we're here. They say, we're there. We're always playing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This this I hear. So wait, and there's no and there's no like leveling. So I'm on the same plane with you except for the lack of experience, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, no one's good with... I mean, unless you're a phenom, no one's good with everyone. You'll find a character you click with. It's like there's 24 different heroes... 25 different heroes at
1: this who's, point. Who's your main?
0: I mean, again, it's hard to say main, but there are a lot of characters I like playing. I like playing Sombra or Soldier or uh, Roadhogs, and Yada Lucio, Doomfist, uh, Bastion, Reinhardt. I think that's oh, wow. most everybody... Um, okay. there's a lot of variety. So, I mean, you can enjoy, and and then I'll, you know, click with a new character and enjoy playing
1: them for a while. So it, it, there's, there's a lot of variety in that game. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's certainly one of the most popular games still, even a year out. So they're doing something right.
0: Exactly. Uh, rest Board. in peace, Battleborn. <laughs> there's some right, news. Right. actually. Battleborn died hard. We did not try to play it. Uh, Gearbox did announce Project 1v1.
1: I didn't hear about this. What is it?
0: Uh, it is a mix of first-person shooter action with apparently collectible card game elements. There's oh, there's, oh. there's literally nothing else really out about it, but they, they've started sending out beta invitations, apparently.
1: Oh, okay. Or they're about- I guess this is this is all the buzz in, in certain communities, I'm, I take it.
0: Uh, I'm just waiting for Borderlands 3.
1: Or Tales yeah. from the Borderlands 2. Right, right, right. Well, there's there actually was a little little news blip I didn't mention, but where – did you see this where um, uh, the developers of Tales from the Borderlands said that they really want their characters in Borderlands 3? Did you see that? Yeah. I, not surprised by that. No, not at all. I mean, I, I need to play that game. I need to get back to it. I don't know. For some reason, I, I just need to get to the, um, the, the Jack stuff, I think. Once I do, I'll start loving uh, Tales, I think. <laughs>
0: um, I intend to get back to Batman. I actually bought the next episode.
1: I just haven't started it yet. Oh, dude! I'm just gonna shut up. It's amazing. Enough said. <laughs> and the new one's out. So the new one just dropped. Uh, the enemy within. I can't believe it dropped so soon. Um, they they literally just announced it like three weeks ago, and it's already like out. I
0: mean, they're good for that. They they don't tr- they try not to make waits too long. Other than the Walking Dead, which are just assumed to be coming out.
1: Right, right. So people um, are like, the next Walking Dead, right?
0: But. Other than that, yeah, the big thing I've been playing the past 2 weeks is Persona 5.
1: Right? Right. And you are now past the fifth dungeon or are you even further? Yet? I am in the sixth dungeon at the moment. Oh my god, you're about to finish that whole game. Well, there's you took 2 years to play Persona 4.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest, a big problem i have is is competition even though it doesn't exist but because kelsey's playing that game i just want to beat it first and it's super dumb but that's what's like she's been playing it a lot so every time i see her playing it i can't help but feel compelled to play it
1: well no it's a good reason uh especially in that that game needs a motivation to push through it like i'm on the fifth dungeon and no no maybe the mm, yeah i'm on the i don't know I, i finished uh i'm just about to get to the the food one is that the fifth
0: uh, food. food yeah, comic. yeah, that's the fifth guy. Fifth okay, guy. so
1: I'm just about to get to that dungeon, and then I just took a hiatus. I was like, I need a couple months to stop playing this game, so that I stop like, I was getting burned. I was like, I like, I was clicking through the story portions. I was just like, get like wanting them to get over with, and I was like, if that, if I'm trying to push through the story of this game, something's very wrong. Yeah, that's so. not that's
0: not great. I mean, I I've, I'm honestly compelled by it. It was really just a need to want to start getting into playing it. Because Posh is a slow starter. Almost all three, all three of the more modern ones are. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying it. There, there is a lot that I like about it. Uh, it the gameplay's fantastic. They did a lot of good work making varied dungeons that have different thematic uh approaches. Um. I really enjoy the story. It isn't. Again, I don't. I don't love the setup as much as the setup in Persona 4. I prefer the murder mystery. And the, the dungeons that are more directly built around, like, exploring your new teammate's psyche directly. Yeah. Um, that is still the case in this one. Each case usually ties into your uh, new party members. And in like, fact,
1: somebody's father's corrupt, so you want to go, like, you learn about that person through the corrupt father or yeah. somebody... Yeah. It's, and it's related.
0: Relative to that, my the fourth dungeon was my favorite. Not to give spoilers, but it was directly about the new party member, so I liked that. Um...
1: And that then, character, by the way, are we talking about the one that starts with an M-A-K? No, no, after that. Oh, okay, because that's my favorite character on the game, I think. Um,
0: no, there. honestly, uh, I've been happy that for the most part, it's been a case of progressively better characters. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. And I'm happy, but one thing I like about this game is that each character has an immediate role. Because Persona 3 and Persona 4, both, it's like, at first they're like, okay, we're going to give you the elements you need. It's like, all right, here's someone who does Zeo, here's someone who does Bufu, here's someone who does Ag- Agi, whichever one, you know, your protagonist doesn't have to start, right? But then with Persona 3 and 4, the the later characters, it's more, oh, this guy's really good at the status effects, or this person's really good at physical attacks, and for the most part, it's like, all of that's okay, but, but really you want to be throwing those elemental spells, so, like, I, that's why I never really left that central four-person
1: party of uh, Persona 4 that you start with. Well, the re- the reality is that the most of what you want to do in this game is triggered by doing all out attacks. So whether it's trying to grab persona masks, I want to fill out my whole compendium, or whether it's uh, knocking them down and doing extra damage, the goal in every battle almost exclusively is to knock down all the enemies. And how do you do that? By having a range and array of moves at your disposal. So you'll have three party members that have three of the elements and you'll fill in the other ones with your personas. And that's it. That's your party composition. But now also for some reason, maybe I've gotten better at building personas or whatever it might be, but I feel like I cover more of that ground now so I can have whoever I want. Well, I think it's, it. yeah, I mean,
0: the more personas you have, the more elements you can use. And really it's good about uh, balancing it. Like you don't see enemies that are weak to Psyo or, or to Psy attacks or nuclear attacks until you are that far into the game where you get that party member. And then it does a good job, like, with the f- the f- person who is good at nuclear attacks, it gives that dungeon is full of people who are weak to it, so it makes you want to put them in your party for that that's
1: reason. That's true. That's true. That's um, definitely true. Um, what I will say is that's an interesting, probably a somewhat of a byproduct. Of, I mean, obviously, even with the randomly generated, you could still do... Um, you know, making enemies of a certain type in there. Like, you could still pepper the enemies you want in. But I think a lot of that planning and making things match better probably comes from something that I know is a double-edged sword for you, and that is the dungeons not being randomly generated anymore. I,
0: I don't agree with that just because the the dungeons were randomly generated, but, I mean, you know, there's... Whether the dungeon floor is set or not, I mean, the
1: enemies you encounter on each floor are very much... like Well, that's what I just enemies. said. You could still pepper in whatever enemies you want. But I think that... It's also it's just a sign of a more designed combat experience, a more prescribed combat experience. That they know what enemies are going to be where, pretty much exactly. Like you have enemies that are like it's going to be either this person, this enemy, or this enemy in this area, and they're walking in a very set pattern, doing a very set thing. It's just a much more curated experience through the dungeons uh, overall.
0: Yeah, I I don't I, I still don't quite agree with that that idea okay. of that because again, I think they are. Somewhat randomly generated when you attack them. It's just based on the floor you're on. Um,
1: or How does area. that work? Tell, tell me, tell well, me what mean, it's you're feeling right now with
0: see, that. It's not like you see, oh, I know this enemy from looking at it is going to be weak to Sayo. I mean, it's still a generic shadow until you actually go up and hit it.
1: Right, right, but, but usually they're one of like two or three different. Permutations, right? So it's yeah, like but that, you're either that... going to get four of this one enemy, you're going to get three of that, or you're going to get this dude and this dude in a combo platter. Yeah, and, and it's one the of those same three. Same
0: exact thing that was in Persona Four. It's just that the yeah. dungeon floor changed. So I mean, okay, all right.
1: Uh, I I thought, that, I thought it felt a lot anything, more. Anything,
0: if anything, this one is more. You know, game gives you the exact number of enemies you need to fight to be at the right level to fight the boss. Right.
1: Right. Um, okay. which I,
0: okay. I, you know, I, again, I think it's better for experiencing the story. It isn't, you know, necessarily the most challenging, um, going towards my faults. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to the heart of it. Are you still not liking that? No, I, I overall, it is fantastic. It is a game of the year contender. It's, it's, I I mean, I think it's unquestionably the best persona game in terms of combat and possibly story. I always like to see how that plays out. Um, Maybe not strong. Right, you've
1: warmed you've warmed on it more than when last we talked.
0: Well, I only played like four hours of it when we talked last, so it was it was unfair to make any real judgments.
1: Okay, um, I thought you were a little further than that, but regardless, I I mean, I just remember you were you know you I think you're on the third well, dungeon. It was hard to point. grab me. My my yeah.
0: worry was always that Persona Four is my favorite game of all time. I mean, it jockeys with Earth Defense Force constantly. So right. the idea that it you know to play a new game is.
1: With all yeah, new like, characters. Right. No, it definitely is. When you like something that much, I mean, it's all it's darkens brings us full circle to Sonic. You know, yeah, it's very it's very tough to try to to try to like, you know, compare.
0: But again, on the plus side, it does the thing I liked in Persona Four and that I didn't like about Persona Three, where instead of doing the Persona Three route of it being kind of this big organization of characters that don't necessarily all are friends until you make them friends. It does the Persona 4 thing where it's like you gain these friends as you go and you all form really tight-knit bonds. Um, It does that in this as opposed to Persona 3's whole, like you're all part of C's and you meet people out in the world and you bring them in and you're not even the first person to discover this stuff. So it kind of neuters you. I didn't love that about Persona 3. But this Mm -hmm. game goes that Persona 4 route. Um, I wish the dungeons were... A little better um, on the whole. I'd say out of the six, I really liked three of them, and I didn't like the other three that much.
1: Which of the um, three?
0: I really like. I really like the first dungeon, just because it was you know it's a pretty straightforward dungeon. So no, it's... it's
1: that whole story is really good because it really it really hits home with the with you know the struggle that your character has gone through. And man, of all the characters, like he's pr- still maybe the most despicable yeah um i no, mean wow know, is that guy a monster I,
0: four four of them i've liked two of them i didn't like uh because i liked the second dungeon a lot with the the art mm-hmm. that one was
1: brilliant and
0: then the third dungeon wasn't my favorite
1: i didn't love that one in fact really very much right.
0: i i liked the fourth dungeon a lot again going back to the overall narrative of it and i i did like the theme and then i didn't like the fifth dungeon that much it felt right. the it's most the one like i jump into
1: Well that that's also the problem with the third one, right? You know, one has a vault, one has airlocks, but they just they feel really long and they feel really drawn out, or at least that first one does, I'm assuming the fifth one's similar.
0: Yeah. Now the sixth dungeon so far, it might be my favorite in the whole game.
1: Awesome. I'm happy about that. How, how is the story coming along? Are we starting to get to, like, find out who the real big bad is and shit like that? Are there reveals? Because I'm only on the, like I said, about the fifth dungeon. And so far, there haven't been any real revelations yet.
0: I mean, things are happening. I I don't think any of the Persona games are super driven by the plot. I think a lot of times they are fairly... Um, they go in, in familiar places. Now, I will say Persona 4 did... I did this is what i always say because i did guess the villain of persona 4 but it felt like an out of left field pick anyway so i was actually still surprised when it was right in this one i feel like it's pretty obvious who the bad guys are and i it would take an actual twist for it to be surprising when the reveals happen
1: okay yeah that's what i was saying because i I mean so you feel like you've known for for multiple dungeons now like going way back to where i'm at and even earlier that you kind of know who the villains are
0: yeah, like, if you had to, if I had to put money on it, I would put money on who the seventh dungeon is going to be about, and then who the true big bad is. Like, I would feel very confident with my assumptions. Unless,
1: again, there is a huge twist. Right, right. Interesting. Well, so, so you're just talking about, like, when, when they flash, and they show you, like, a boardroom, and some dude saying fucked up shit. Like, you're just assuming those people.
0: Well, not even necessarily that, but, but just from the small hints. Like, again, because it's so crafted and the story is so – nothing is out of place. So, like, something that happened maybe 40 hours ago still stood out, and it was like, oh, this is
1: probably something I should pay attention to. Right. Um, well, it, like I said, it is a very crafted, curated experience, um, and, 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 you know, it, it benefits from that. Um, how are you liking the cast? Uh, I really like the cast. I, I think it is very solid. I, at first, it felt
0: like a lot of one-to-ones in terms of, like, comparing to Persona 4 and 3. Um, but I think they've done a good job of varying it as it has moved further out. That's why I've liked the later cast members more.
1: Um, like, the flower, like the flower girl and um, Makoto, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've liked those a lot. I've enjoyed, you know, getting to know them. I really like all the confidant stories. It's That's always one of the best things in Persona is getting to oh, know all yeah. the people around town. What do you Um, think
1: of the gun vendor? Did you get to talk to him yet?
0: I have, yeah. I'm enjoying his. He's one of the later ones you unlock, so I'm not super far along, because you have to be like a four proficiency, or a four courage, guts, four guts to even talk to him. Right. Now I'm at the point where there's a lot of people who are like, you have to be five of this before you can, can, you know, progress the story.
1: Makoto is one.
0: Makoto is one. Uh, Another one of your party members is one, so it's tough. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, Another thing I really like is I like the new additions. I do like the um, new elements because, again, I think it gives each party member a role. Uh, it's like all the way down the line. It's like someone knows the, the you know ice, lightning, uh, fire, wind, psychic, nuclear. They're all represented by a party member so that you can uh, do them properly. Except for right,
1: – no, no, all of them. All of them get it. And, so. there's also, and there's also certain people that are better at healing you. Um, there are certain people that are better at buffing you. There are certain people are better at debuffing the enemies. Um, so there really is, like, a combo of that. So, like, if you want to bring – because, I mean, you can't have everybody. So you got to, like, leave a couple elements out and cover those yourselves. And then sometimes you make those decisions based on, you know, I need a good healer. I need a pocket healer in this situation.
0: Yeah, but it also does – like, I think it does do a good job of giving everyone different abilities. You know, they they make it so, okay – uh, Makoto can heal these status effects, but um, Morgana can heal these ones, and so they each have their role, or, you know, Yusuke's is really good at physical stuff. You know, it- it's really nice in that.
1: So is, so is your... Uh, um, or maybe that's who you said. Uh, is Yusuke, you mean the first one you get, your your buddy? Oh, no, yeah, Ryuji is t- as well. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. But they bring
0: different slight variations to the type of physical skills they y- learn. Um, it's just overall... Really good in that aspect. I do feel like some of the social bonds are a bit obscure early on where it doesn't quite tell you that you need to go start them or when you can start them. Mm -hmm. Particularly with your party members where it's like, I would like to be able to, you know, because you'll get a party member and they won't hang out with you till after you finish their, the dungeon you get them in. But then it's like, well, you can't back me up, or you know, I can't baton pass to you until we get past this
1: dungeon. So Which is a bummer. Sucks. Which is a bummer. But that's, but you know, you're supposed to feel that way. You know, you're supposed to feel like I, until I bond with this person, they can't have my back in the same way. I mean, yeah. so it fits no, it, the narrative it fits purpose. Thematically.
0: And then, um, I wish the boss fights were a little more challenging. I've honestly felt like they're all... And and I've liked some of them, but outside of Kamishito, who... The, the very first one, so not a spoiler there... Uh, Outside of the very first boss, it's felt like they're built around a gimmick, and you, you're more figuring out the gimmick to beat them than you are actually well, fighting them.
1: Well, what what you're ex- what you're saying, and, and 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 you know, to explain to people that haven't maybe played as much or at all, basically the the boss battles. You fight the boss and they're tough and they start whittling you away but at a certain point there's like a – you go over the cliff and there's like a mechanic that appears. So all of a sudden you better send somebody over to the side so that they can be ready to like you know, fuck something up and then you know basically it's a win button at that point. Um, and so if you figure out like who to send where or something like that, uh, all of a sudden at a certain point in the fight, you've kind of won. So it's, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting mechanic. Um, I don't know. Have you looked any of those up, or have you just, like, just, you know, no, hard-nosed
0: uh, it? Again, I I most of them have been pretty straightforward with what to do. Um, like, the, again, trying to keep... light story spoilers, but, like, the fourth dungeon, it has a flying boss that you more or less have to use, like... The, basically, each boss fight will have an interaction where you can send one of your teammates off to do something. You more or less have to do it there to knock them out of the sky, and then you just wail on them, and then they'll get back up, and you more or less just kind of turtle up until you can do that again.
1: Right, right. Because the damage difference
0: is so insanely big compared to trying to hit them in the sky to when they are knocked down.
1: No, no. I mean, they're they're unkillable pretty much. They're borderline unkillable in the sky, and and they probably heal to such an extent that they are unkillable. You might as well not bother. And so, what's interesting about that is like they'll they'll announce to you, hey in you know coming soon i'm gonna beat the shit out of you so you have to block on that like on the third turn that they say that or whatever so you do have to figure those things out they do make it like multiple turns to learn them so the gimmick is it, it is something that you learn through combat so that's pretty cool i'm still formulating my thoughts on if i like it or not just based on your based on the conversation here but it's definitely interesting it's definitely an interesting thing so how were the persona four golden ones like was it just like beat the shit out of a really tough Uh, bullet sponge or damage sponge or how was it different
0: no i I mean i I, it's hard to say it's been six years i just remember it wasn't they, they again i think it wasn't as curated and as um designed an experience so that it was more you know figuring out what is their battle strategy when's a good time to hit what effects work best on them whereas in this it's like what's the gimmick when i go into this boss fight that i need to figure out
1: well I, I'm going to tell you one thing that's just happened to me. It happened about three minutes ago. I decided uh, it's time for me to start playing it again. <laughs> it happened. I got bit by the bug. You know how that is when you're having a conversation and the whole time you're like, all right, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then all of a sudden – and what it was for me was remembering that fourth dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just loved that dungeon and I loved – that party member and and interacting with them and that final battle just you reminding me of it just makes me remember like wow I you know a certain something inside me like opens up and I'm just like man I remember that was really fun I want to do that again
0: I will um, I, I will say though I'm not surprised that's where you stopped um just because in my experience because for the first four dungeons it was basically like i i was kind of measuring it out where it was like every time i would finish up a dungeon another 10 hours would pass so like by the end of the fourth dungeon i was at 40 hours and i was like ah cool but then like that stretch from the end and granting that i tend to finish the dungeon up in the first three or four days it's available
1: Mm -hmm. me too
0: even granting that i didn't even get to the fifth dungeon until about 11 hours later (laughs) so that's what happened to me a lot of story between those two dungeons
1: Yeah, you go on a trip, there's shit you can't do, it's automatically, days pass automatically with tons of story. Which is one of
0: my least favorite things, is Morgana telling you to go to bed.
1: Yeah, well.
0: It'd be one thing, because Persona 4, even if it had those nights, it wasn't like you had this warden that was keeping you in bed prison. Like, when it was like, oh, you just kind of hung out with a friend today, but it was story related, so go to bed. Or, oh, you have you're going to a dungeon tomorrow, go to bed. It's it's frustrating, and it's built into the experience. It's not like you can't do everything because of it. It's just it's frustrating because it makes it even harder to predict how much time I have left.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah.
0: trying to math it out, and I'm like, am I going to have enough time to max everybody or do the things I want to do? And it's like, I don't know. There could be, like, 20 more days where I don't control anything before what I know is the in-game deadline.
1: Have you been uh, feeding your plant? I have been feeding it, yeah. Nice, because that's a good gimme there. Um, that's cool. And you've also been renting movies and playing video games, which is something I never tried.
0: No, yeah, it's fun. Uh, they're all parodies of familiar stuff.
1: Do you get Um, to play the video game, actually?
0: Uh, with those, there is a mini-game in each video game, yeah. It's very simple, but it, it, it does the job
1: at least it's there that's cool It's is it so it's not even like game center cx level it's like way less than no that.
0: it'll be something like you know narrating what happens in the game and then it'll be like oh you need to do this like rapidly press this button in this amount of time or uh you're gonna roll oh light, wow and you have to beat whatever number is in the enemy character's head
1: so uber 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 simple got yeah, it but something cool very, very cool. Well, it sounds sounds like you're having a good time with it. I definitely have to jive back in now. Based on this conversation, I'm just like, I gotta play it because that sounds fun.
0: Well, cool. I'm sure next time we'll have a lot more to say on Persona.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll definitely.
0: Possibly be finished by then.
1: How how much longer do you think there is in your game? I or, mean, or how?
0: I'm about halfway through the sixth dungeon, and I know there's only one more full palace, and then I know that, I I know what what happens in the eighth one, and so it is a, it is a significant. Uh, journey to get there, but uh, but for the most part, I think it's going to be a case of kind of just getting to the final boss.
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, well, on that note, I think we're done with what we've been playing, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what am I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, where can they find you, Jordan?
0: Uh, well, you can find me at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R on Twitter, you can find me at facebook.com slash writer. and uh, you can also find me jordanalseca.tumblr.com. That site's still kind of just there. I need to do more with it, but
1: now... Yeah, Jordan, have... do something with it. Come on, man. <laughs> Everything's what you on doing? Twitter. Uh, what are you doing? But I have...
0: It's there. It, it has the rudimentary stuff it needs to have. Uh, and then you can, of course, find my writing at thejoyofgeek.net, where I'm currently writing up... Each Kingdom Hearts game in unlocked reminiscence, as I, I love to it. Call it. I love it. Um, each part, each individual article, also gets a ridiculous Kingdom Hearts y subtitle.
1: By the way, is 358 over two going to get an article?
0: It will get an article, yeah.
1: Okay, um, all
0: right. Then we've got thejoyofgaming.com for all of the episode archives. There is Facebook, uh, the joy of game, the joy, of, the, the joy of gaming, the joy of geek. Uh, Twitter at the joy of game and uh, i
1: think at, that... at 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 rich lapore on twitter for me
0: there you are what are you going and be... that's it what are you going to be playing
1: God, what am I... I am going to be playing persona 5 and then kingdom hearts i i, I almost feel like i wonder if i'm going to be doing myself a disservice just playing so much kingdom hearts but i also can't stop i know you had the same experience where you didn't get burned out at all um Not you're still going right through it i know isn't that weird like that it's never just happens it's
0: a fun easy accessible game it's never too hard
1: No, some of the things are pretty challenging. Like uh, (laughs) Ursula for me was really, really hard. And, um, the trick master, the first time I fought him took me three or four tries, but most of what you do in that game is very much just like roll through it, have fun, set some abilities, grab some new shit, level up. It's super fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, each of the worlds are so vignette, like it's like each world takes about an hour. So it's fun to just experience that and keep going. It's compulsive.
1: By the way, um, you know what I'm holding in my hand right now? You'll never, ever guess in a million years. You might in a million years. But um, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories official strategy guide for the GBA version.
0: <laughs> I bizarre. ordered that
1: shit. They're I different that
0: games bit. in a lot of ways.
1: I know, but it still has deck building tips. And uh, and it tells you what's in the boss's deck and different stuff like that. And it's also just fun to look at the sprites, like you mentioned. Um, it's really fun to like look at what this what was different about this game before. I mean, they're, they're similar enough. Um, They're more different sure. than I expected them to be when I ordered this off Amazon for like fifteen dollars. But um, I'm a, I'm a big—you've probably seen my strategy game collection. I'm a big strategy game yeah. uh, nut. So um strategy guide, nut. Yeah, yeah. So not strategy game nut that I am not—not <laughs> not at all, not in the least. You can uh, you can keep your uh, XCOM. Um, how about you, uh, Jordan? What are you gonna be playing?
0: Well, I'll be playing Persona Five and Kingdom Hearts Two. And more than anything, I'll be playing Sonic Mania in a couple days. So.
1: Sonic Mania. Well, we'll have to hear about that in a couple of weeks when, we, when next we speak. Definitely. Uh, and then uh, touch base on some Persona 5. Well, uh, on that note, I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseka. And we'll see you soon.
0: Take care.